Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Welcome to the flood. I mean, seriously, I'd have done better if I'd built an ark and picked up animals coming in. It was dreadful, isn't it? You know, all this water. And then somebody said there was hailstones and somebody else said there was, you know, flooding. And then it was banging up against the windows. And I'm thinking, oh, my Lord, there was flooding. On the way into the studio this morning, there were roads which were, I mean, not impassable. Probably in certain bits of Wales, I believe it was uh, a little bit bad. Morgan Freeman makes the papers today. Why? He says he's no sex fiend. I have to be honest, his name wasn't even on my frame. I didn't, I never even thought about it, Morgan Freeman. I'm being really nice to the producer this morning, you know. Hi, you look great, you know, kind of thing. But I don't mean that in a kind of predatory sort of way. I'm just meaning it, you know, in a nice kind of way. So last day today... Can't wait. Anyway, so she's uh, she's finally leaving. God. I tell you, every time she comes in, we have to decorate the studio, flocked wallpaper, curtains and all the rest of it. It's so girly round here. It's ridiculous. Thank goodness for butch old Steve Allen, eh? Yep, here we are. Because I took Friday off. Why did I take Friday off? Because uh, I had my cataracts done on Thursday and then Friday was my uh, was my rest day. Although, to be honest with you, it uh, it it was it's sort of getting better. In fact, this morning, actually, it's gone back. It's gone a bit cloudy again, but I, I can see things. I can see. Um, and they said it'll probably take about four weeks. Four weeks to sort of adjust properly. And uh, and I've got drops. In fact, I've never had so many drops. So if you're going in for cataracts next week, it's for, it, it doesn't hurt. The only thing that hurts is the um, the anaesthetic, which they put into your eye, the, the little dripping stuff, whatever they call it, liquid, which is the anaesthetic. It's the only thing that stings a little bit. The rest of it, you wouldn't even know. Seriously, I mean, they, they, they could have prized my eyeball out and I wouldn't have felt anything. And you just got to lie back on a chair, which tips you backwards. You're practically, your feet are practically in your mouth, which in my uh, my profession is obviously a very good position. And uh, and then you get, well, if you can reach them back that far. Have you ever tried to bend in half? I was watching somebody the other day on my favourite band, the Ohio band from America and the drum major leans back and so that his the tip of his hat which has got a long plume on it touches the ground it's apparently ritual and he can bend himself I wish I was double jointed I've always found you know people at school we have could bend their their hands right back to touch part of their arm and I used to think that's a trick and a half I'd love to be able to do that and then I thought no because I used to sit there watching going don't 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 and people who can bend their thumbs back you know, and um, what was the other thing you can't do? You can't lick your nose, can you? You cannot... Oh, you can't lick your elbow. That's right, you can't lick your elbow. Well, I thought nose. I've got no idea. Yeah, you can't... Yeah, you can actually touch your nose. With, don't do it. And your hands and your elbows never... No. But if you're double-jointed, would they not? I mean, can you do that? Please don't try this if you're driving. Just thought I'd mention that now. Accidents all over the place. But you can't. You can't lick your elbow. I bet you're all trying it. Everybody does, don't they? So anyway, so I go in uh, to have the cataracts. In at one o'clock, but I was there. Being me, I'm in early. I like to go in early. I don't like to be late for anything. Although being early, as the as the nurse told me, did not mean that you get to be done first. In fact, I was third uh, in, which actually didn't make it. There was only six of us being done that afternoon. And every two minutes, because they had to check my blood sugars to make sure I was down on the blood sugars. So we did a 4.6, then we did a 6.6. So that was brilliant. Thank God for that. And uh, and then they did it. And they put these drops in, which are sort of, it's like an anaesthetic. Well, in fact, it must be an anaesthetic. And then you lie down in this chair and then they hold your eye open with some clamp thing. I don't know what it is. And you stare into this bright light. And, that's, and he said, can you keep your other eye open? Well, I couldn't tell if it was open or if it wasn't open, but I, d- I did my best. 
And, um, and then he sort of starts working on it. They put some more drops in, and that was that. And then I'm assuming, because I've got no idea, because you can't feel anything. I promise you, you feel nothing. If you're going in to have it done, you won't... I wanted to scream, just to make it marginally more entertaining for me. I'm like, ah! But I didn't. So I was I was a brave bunny. And I think what they do is peel off a layer of the lens. I don't know how many layers it comes in. I presume it was like an onion, something like that. You know, if you peel an onion off, stuff, that's what I assumed it was like. And then he said at one point, he said, I'm just going to put in the new lens. Well, you know, I, I didn't feel anything. So it didn't, I, all I'm doing is I'm looking at this bright light and it was a bright light. And then all of a sudden little lights appeared around the outside. It's a bit like my own firework display. And I went... You know, being a bit dramatic and in showbiz. And I went, wow. He said, can you see lights? I went, yeah. You know, like, how could I see lights? I don't know. It was like having your own little firework display. And I thought, oh, that was really good. And then he said, there you go. That's finished. 100% successful. And uh, so they give you this plastic thing that goes over your eye and all the rest of it. So I took that off the next day and drops. And then they tell you, you can have a shower, but you can't get your, your, uh, your eye wet. Have you tried having a shower without getting your eye wet? That is really, really difficult. So I had a shower. I'm so difficulty doing the hair before you start taking the Michael about not only hair to wash anyway. I bought some shampoo called Batiste, which is spray shampoo for those people who want to refresh their hair in the day. And it's mainly made for women. But I thought if it works for women, it'll work for me as well. So I just I was going to spray a bit on this morning. But I'm just going to make sure I keep water out of my eye. So water out the eye, grit out the eye. And uh, I've got drops, which I've got to do four times a day. And then after two weeks, twice a day. And then in three weeks time, they're going to see me again and just check that I'm I'm functioning, which actually I seem to. I tell you, it's brilliant. Everything's everything's bright. And also, I now know what people look like. I've now got a rough idea. That's why the producers have to go. So I have no idea. No idea. Because you can see people properly. And you can see all the little imperfections. I thought she was perfectly flawless skin. Flawless skin. I've suddenly realised you could join up the dots and make a pattern. It's as bad as that. Anyway, she's going. And what did I buy her? You know, I think everybody's got a leaving present. So I thought originally... A bottle of champagne. Then I thought, I'm not wasting that much money. <laughs> she might come back in in a week's time for freelance. We had that. Well, I had a producer once who left LBC and got 30,000 quid in redundancy. He was in the following weekend. And I bought him a bottle of champagne. So I bought her two boxes of biscuits. Because I thought, if you're at home, you know, somebody pops around for a cup of tea. She did say to me, I hope she was joking. So I've got to, I've got to find some friends now. And so that's OK. But people can pop round, and then she can offer them a choice of biscuits. Because, you know, tin of, you know, when I was a kid growing up, and they offered me a biscuit at the hospital the other day. They said, would you like to bring my blood sugars back up again? Because um, I was delighted to do a 4.6. I've never done a 4.6 in my life, I promise you. And uh, so I was really pleased. And I was back home by about four o'clock. Thinking, you know, is, is it going to be much brighter? And by God, it was brighter. This, this wall in this studio... It's so bright. I mean, it's like it's a bright blue, whereas before it was a bit muted. So if anybody's going in to have it done, you won't feel a thing, I promise you. You will, you will know nothing about it. You don't go to sleep. They do it while, you, while you're awake. I think they, oh, they can, because I did ask, can you ever put somebody out? She said, yes, if it's a difficult patient. If, it, if it's somebody who has issues with things like that, then they can put you out. Or if it's somebody who's... Uh, who's disabled or something like that, it's sometimes safer to put somebody out. Because you can't start moving about. 
you know, if you get an itch, you're just going to have to suffer with it. But you don't, because it's quick. And when I went back outside again, one of the women said to me, she said, you were the quickest. She said, 20 minutes. Which I was, I was quite pleased about, actually. So I'm, I'm now, I'm now trying to find other operations to have within the NHS. You know, just because I like going up there and I like talking to people. And, uh, and, it, and it's good. But I won't notice the benefits until about four weeks. So I've got my eye drops, uh, I've got my little bits and pieces, and I'm quite, I'm quite happy with everything at the moment. And then all the management, very nice, wrote me a thing, are you feeling all right? Keep us up to date with it. And, uh, and I thought, yes, I am. And then I looked out the door this morning, and the heavens had opened. And I thought to myself, well, that's screwed up today, because we always, on a Sunday, go for a walk round Regent's Park, but I'm not going for a walk round a sodden park, because it will be sodden. The grass will be absolutely... I mean, it was so much rain, but they did warn us, didn't they? And it is typical Maybank holiday. Maybank holiday is traditionally the time that the heavens open. And you should have bought all your plants in the garden centre. You should have done all of that kind of stuff now. And they should start bedding in. But, of course, now you'll probably have to start rescuing the earth back again. But apart from that, I was watching, I think it was from Scotland. It was some big weekend of music. And I think it wasn't, I think it was Noel Gallagher. Is Noel Gallagher the one with his flying birds? Noel Gallagher's Flying Birds. I can't remember which one it is. I don't know. He was very good, though. Was it Noel Gallagher's Flying Birds? That's Noel. Liam doesn't have flying birds. He was very good, though. I thought his singing was exceptional. I mean, really exceptional. I'm not even into them. And then I said to my friend Rich, I said, oh, I said, I think I might go out and buy an Oasis CD or something. And he said, don't bother. He said, I'll burn off the tracks that are important. He said, it's not, really, it's not worth wasting your money. But I thought he was really good. And I don't even do that sort of music. I'm more bubblegum, poppy poppy, you know. You know, Mamma Mia, here I go again. Hi, hi. You know, I'm a Barbie girl in a bar- You know, I'm I'm that kind of, that kind of, or, or classical music. Big classical music person, as you can well imagine. Tannhauser, stuff like that. Uh, what was the other one? Who did? Oh, God, I can't remember. It's all Icelandic. It's beautiful. Beautiful. And anyway, so, so that was, and I was sitting at home looking at a programme this morning on property in Florida because that's where Dale had a property in Florida. And, and I remember thinking, because somebody had said to me years ago, property is cheap. I mean cheap. Over here in London, if you want to buy a, you know, a nice size house with ground and everything else, you could be paying in Richmond anything from six, seven million for a, for a, a big family size house with a pool. OK, six, seven million. Go up to Leicestershire, you can get the same house for 1.5 million, which has got five acres with it. Go to Florida, you get the same size house for under 200,000 quid. And that was five bedrooms, three sitting rooms, fully furnished, everything, you just move in with a toothbrush and a towel, I assume. It even came with toilet paper, I noticed, in the bathroom. Even got toilet paper. And they've all got swimming pools with lanai's round them. And I remember thinking, by God, you get a lot for your money. So looking at Dale's place, that can't have cost any more than, you know, probably less than £200,000. It depends where you buy. He had a place in Sarasota, which, uh, which I stayed at a few times. And that came with, I think, one, two, three bedrooms, kitchen, all fully equipped, double garage, pool, lanai. Not, a, not huge pools. You know, but enough to, to get yourself wet. The other thing they talk about in swimming pools today is men should not wear speedos. 
Apparently, speedo women in a recent search. No, I bet you've got speedos, haven't you? I bet you, I've just got this feeling you're going to be the one with speedo because they said that women did not find Tom Daly attractive. That'll come as a relief to him, I should imagine. Why, why would he be interested in women finding him attractive? And Peter Stringfellow wears speedos as well. And when you're little, Russians, Russians wear speedos. I've seen them all, all at the um, at the seaside. Everybody wears speedos. So you know, most people nowadays wear what they call trunks. They're sort of just like baggy boxer shorts. They're very unattractive. Very unattractive. I mean, I'd love to wear Speedos, but to be honest with you, a man of my age look ridiculous. You know, it just doesn't... It's not the right kind of thing. But Tom Daly, if you're a diver, you've got to wear Speedos. It's to do with, you know, going through the water. You can't... It's like, you know, I, I had um, uh, a trainer at the Barbican Health and Fitness Club uh, when we were tra- years ago, <laughs> many, many years ago, and he shaved his entire body. Because he was a cyclist. And if you're a cyclist, you've got to shave it because of the... It's the wind resistance kind of thing. Is it not the wind resistance? What is it? It's something like that. And it's... It's, it's aerodynamics. Oh, for injury. Really? I can show you my legs, believe you me. They don't heal quicker. I've got no hair on my legs at all. I think I'm in the wrong body, actually. I think, I, I think I'm probably transing. From sort of a presenter to a proper presenter, you know, so you because <laughs> you can trans to anything, I suppose. But it's that. But he used to shave his his entire body, not that he was that hairy, but he shaved everything, and he said it was to do. And also swimmers, I think Tom Daly probably shaves as well. I know a few presenters around here who shave. I don't want to mention any names, seriously. I'm, I, I, no, I, do, do not make me say Nick Abbott. I really, I don't want to say any names on this program. I don't know if he does or not, actually. <laughs> He'll be listening to this now going, right, that's you in trouble next week, Steve. Definitely. So we take all your texts and emails. It's not a phone-in programme. We don't do things like that. Because you need to ease yourself into Sunday. You can speak to Tom Swarbrick a bit later on. But uh, to be honest with you, I've got the papers to get through. We take your texts and emails. 84850 uk. Uh, what else are we going to talk about this morning? Oh, Sesame Street. There's a film out which it's sort of it's better than Sesame Street. And then they put another word in there. And Sesame Street are threatening to sue them because they're saying you're bringing down the brand name because Sesame Street is very much for children. Uh, also, the dairy, which has banned doorstep notes to milkmen. You know, you put morning milko, um, two pints and a packet of bacon. Because my milkman, when I was in Staines, he did everything. Bacon, butter, bread, sausages. And if you didn't have any money, you'd say, oh, have you got, got some bread? Yeah, I've got some bread. And you'd, and you'd get that and the milk, which was lovely. Uh, still to come as well, Amir Khan up to his old tricks again. Yes, he can't keep it in his trousers. Occupational hazard. 18 minutes past five. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. I'm just saying, I just eat a biscuit. We used to have a biscuit tin years ago at home. And it was, and at the bottom of it was always be the wafers. And I used to go for wafers, because if you put it on your tongue, it melts like wafer. And I love And I saw them being made in the factory. Big sheets. Of wafers, like big sheets, like eight foot by four foot. And then the machine chops them all up into little bits. Love stuff like that. Uh, Steve, how did the operation go with the eyes? We all missed you. Yeah, because I wasn't here on uh, Friday. I, had to, I think it was best I took the Friday off. Without, my, my boss said, why don't you take the Friday off? So I, I took the Friday off. And it, I tell you, it was really odd. You know, when you take a day off from work, well, you probably don't. But if you take a day off from work, you're not really sure what to do. And then you get to the end of the Friday, and then you go, oh, right, so it's Saturday, I'm back to it. And you go, no, I've got Saturday to go. And yesterday we had rugby in Twickenham, which is, which is great. And uh, we've got rugby today. I think it's the Barbarians today, so that's, uh, that's OK. I kind of like sort of to get either out or... I keep putting off accounts 
because because Rosie's leaving today, she's trying to get everything done, and and it's just it's just driving everybody driving me mad out there because you can't have a conversation with her. Although we did, we did with her help. Well, I suspect Tom probably. We actually worked out that you. We thought that you could have done this as well. We thought that out of anybody, you actually might have been bright enough to do it. My password would not let me into the computer. It did not work. So she reset my password, which meant giving her my mobile phone. I mean, I'm going to get plagued with this. I mean, you know, it's going to be awful. And she's also got my AOL address. And so it sent something to my AOL address. And she knows the password on my AOL account, everything. And and we did it. And we reset the password. And it worked. I mean, we got quite excited, didn't we? When Because, we, you know, to actually reset them... I thought we might have to phone Germany or something like that. But we didn't. We just, I don't know why Germany, because I thought that's where the computers were looked after. I th- I'm sure... Was it not Germany? I just got this thing about the Reichstag and things like that. I don't know why. It's just, you know, Birch's Garden and everything. I just thought that's where they did it. Nobody would... I'm, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm a lunatic when it comes to computers. I don't know. I have to have a friend of mine who can remotely access my computer. And I watch my mouse moving about all over the computer because he does remote... Have you ever done that? Remote access? I was amazed. Remote... Because I said to him the other day, I said, I can't get LBC's emails back up again. He said, oh, wait a minute. And he goes onto his computer, which then accesses my computer. And then... Those things move about all over the place. Very clever, you know. Very clever. But anyway, apart from that, I uh, had a very nice time off. Looking forward to this coming week. Short week, because it's Bank Holiday Monday. So everybody's gone away. Everybody's gone away. My friend Toby's gone away to Kiev. I think he went to watch football. And as I say, we've got rugby today. There's something else on as well, isn't there? Was, the, was there football the other day? Was there a big match on the other day? That was Chelsea versus something. I can't. That was Man United for the FA Cup. Was it something... Yes, it's very useful when you're here and you know about these butch things that we don't know anything about at all. I can do lacrosse, netball and synchronised swimming. And that's all I know about. Anything else totally defeats me. What is? Really? Oh, oh, right. You do hurling, don't you, up in Scotland? Is it hurling? Curling. What do they do? What's that thing with... Shinty? What in God's name is... Have you ever heard of Shinty? What's Shinty? I've never heard of that. Is that a sport? Hockey with, hockey with no rules. Oh, that sounds like an estate thing, doesn't it, really? Oh, aye, we played shitty in the streets. <laughs> I'd never heard of it. Hockey with no... I used to play hockey at school. I just, I, God, if people went, went for your legs, you'd come away with bruises and bleeding. And, God, it was terrible. Terrible. Uh, also, we got the, uh, the shocking truth about Britain's crime wave at the moment. Knife crime in particular. There's uh, one young lad in the paper today. He was drug dealing at the age of 10. At 12... He's knifed somebody already. I mean, and you begin to wonder, don't you, just where in God's name we're going. Ed Sheeran has um, sorted out seats. If you buy seats from a tout, when you got to the venues, they were invalid. They knew that they were invalid because they'd come via a tout. And so you had to buy another ticket. And people have accused him of cashing in. Whereas, in fact, it's completely the opposite. He's not cashing in on it. What he's doing is making sure that you don't get ripped off by touts. So the advice is do not buy tickets from touts. But they're everywhere. I can guarantee today, if I go to Twickenham Station and I th- there'll be blokes down outside. Want to buy any tickets? Want to sell any tickets? Buy any tickets? Sell any tickets? I suppose, you know, some people turn up there because they haven't got tickets and they um, and they sort of need to get in as well. Morgan Freeman says he's no sex fiend. He was not on the radar and uh, people have said that he acted inappropriately. I don't know what is inappropriate nowadays and I, I mean that quite honestly. 
I don't, I don't know if you... I mean, you're apparently not allowed to put your arm around somebody. You can't do that at work. Could you not do... Is that not, is that not friendly or is that sort of intimidating? Does it depend how it is? Is it... Oh. So I don't know what you can do now. I mean, years ago you never thought about it. If you have a few drinks, you put your arms around somebody, don't you? Well, I do. Perfect strangers sometimes. <laughs> Just going, whoa, want to be my friend. Sorry? <laughs> because, because I see them doing it on all the television programmes. I'm assuming it's OK. But Morgan Freeman has apologised. And I'm beginning to wonder whether or not this has got him off the hook. Because everybody seems to like Morgan Freeman. Nobody likes uh, Harvey Weinstein at all, do they? Eamon Holmes is in the papers today. He says that Ruth will look after him when he's old. What do you mean, when? You're old now, mate. You've had your hip done. You've got hearing aids. I mean, of course, I, I think secretly she's going to have you put in a home. <laughs> Stick him in a home. <laughs> Kids under five been treated in hospital for diabetes. You know why? Fast food everywhere. Fast food, bad for you. Fast food, really bad for you. Nobody gets any exercise. When I was at school, we did relish playtime. We went outside, we ran around, we had games where people chased people, we did sport. Nobody does anything like that now. They really, they really don't. It's a bit disappointing. So kids under five treated for diabetes because they're eating all the wrong food. They're eating the Kentucky Fried Chicken. They're eating the Spadulike. They're eating... Pe- I mean, pizzas are terribly bad for you. And yet I see people eating pizzas all the time. Uh, the Kiwis, that's the New Zealanders, are heading for Loch Ness. They're not planning on finding the Loch Ness Monster because there is no Loch Ness Monster. OK, I'm telling you that now as a fact. Sue me if you like, but there is no such thing. It's made up to support a, a rather quasi-tourist industry. And uh, it doesn't exist. It never existed. It was never there. There was never Nessie the monster or all that kind of thing living in a cave underneath because, you know, there's nothing for the thing to eat. And also it will be very old by now. So it's very unlikely. I know they still find things at the bottom of the ocean. This is Loch Ness, you know, and they go, oh, it's Nessie. It's friendly. Well, I reckon you could swim around in Loch Ness for about 500 years and you wouldn't find anything at all. Uh, 84850, Jane says, what a night of lightning storms. I miss most of those lightning storms. Were they, were they really, really good? And uh, Angela and Bob say, uh, lovely to have you back. Are you still wearing your sunglasses? Not at the moment, no. I couldn't see anything if I was wearing them because they're polarised. Um, so I'm not, when I go out in the daytime, yes, I am wearing sunglasses because it's going to take, I think it's four weeks, Angela, isn't it? From, from having it done to it being as good as it's going to get. You know, and I've got to go back in three weeks for them to just check that it's uh, fine. Uh, Rob says, Speedos are awful. I always wore baggy shorts for swimming. Also, my dad used to wear Y-fronts for underwear and a string. What's about with Y-fronts? Excuse me. What's about with y- Y-fronts? are quite trendy, aren't they? Are they not? Oh, God, I don't know. Nowadays, there's so much... Cho- Women have got far, far better choice... In sort of, you know, underwear and clothing. The men are very boring for men. Very, very dull. Very uninteresting. But uh, no, why fronts? I thought they were okay, actually. Uh, I'm having my uh, my right eye done on June the 4th, says Pat. Thank you for your description. You won't feel a thing, I promise you. You will feel nothing. It's absolutely painless. The only thing, as I say, that stings a little bit, Angela will probably confirm, is the, the anaesthetic eye drops that they put in. But apart from that... Easy peasy lemon squeeze. You just got to keep your eye open and just stare at. I just, I was thinking of anything, and I, all I kept thinking was on that particular morning, thirteen cataract operations they'd done. They did seven in the morning, then a little break, and then six in the afternoon, which is quite something, isn't it? I think it's the most requested operation inside the NHS, and they're they're brilliant. brilliant. I had mine done at Kingston Hospital. They've got an eye unit up there. They're brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I couldn't. You know, I nearly went back, actually, and took him a tin of toffees. 
Does that sound naff? I don't know whether or not you're supposed to do things like that. So in the end, I didn't, because I couldn't find a tin of toffees. Otherwise, I would have taken them back up there. Uh, Steve, uh, much better to swim nude. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That's like people say, what do you wear in bed? And I gave up wearing pyjamas when I was sort of like 14, 15. Because you wear pyjamas when, when you're younger. And I don't think you wear them when you're a bit older. And I know people who just wear pants and a T-shirt in bed. Because you do, you know, some people sweat a bit, you know, at night time. It's not, not really a lot you can do about things like that. But uh, it's the swimming nude bit always frightens me because I'm always worried that something will come up from the deep. I've got this obsession with swimming in the sea, which I used to do when I was a child. And then, you know, I was fine at doing that. Then you hear of these people in Australia where a great white white hurtles out of the depths and grabs somebody because it's seen you on a surfboard and I thought I don't fancy that idea and also swimming in in lakes and stuff like oh no thank you no thank you that that even makes me feel slightly queasy at uh, at this time in the morning because we've got to do the news because it's 5 30 ish with the latest headlines it's Philip Krisikos you're listening to a podcast from LBC Morning, a pretty nice heavy company. Welcome to Sunday. Welcome to wet Sunday. Welcome to very, very wet Sunday. It is extremely wet. Probably in your part of the woods, it's probably still absolutely tipping it down. But a lot of the roads are flooded. There's uh, localised flooding and it's it's a bit of a pain, I have to tell you. If you've got one of those little minis, like an early mini, it's a little bit... Oh, God, honestly. She's only... She's going freelance. She'll be back next week. <laughs> So, oh, there we go. You have tears and emotion now. See you later. That's it. Baseball cap on the right way. You don't want to look... Yes, you, you, you take the pastels. You want to take a Mars bar as well? Take a Mars bar too. See you later. It's very social round here, you know. People are constantly going, oh, miss you and all that kind of stuff. Uh, which is lovely. Uh, so, we did the... With Florida comes massive sinkholes. Yeah, well, I've never seen any on these estates, but they are. It is cheap property over there. I promise you, I mean, it really is. Uh, Shahid says thousands of them. He's in Sunny Slough. Isn't now? Come on, Shahid. Isn't isn't Slough just one big sinkhole? Isn't it? I've been to Slough once. That was that John Betjeman poem from years ago. Come bombs rain on Slough. Famous for the Mars factory. I don't know why there's other things in Slough apart from the Mars factory. Uh, Steve, go to a hair salon for a shampoo and they'll wash your hair over a basin and keep your face dry as you sit and lean backwards. Listen, believe you me, I've not got that much hair that we worry about things like that at all. Uh, and then you can have, um, you know, a massage. I don't need any of that, Jane. I just, I just wanted to sort of make sure that I don't get... The reason I think they don't want you to wash your hair is they're worried that you might get soap in your eye, which would be irritating. So that, that would be the reason for not doing it. And um, Andy in Mansfield, here we go. Old joke of the day coming up. Prepare to groan. I had to change one of my passwords yesterday. I was going to use beef stew. The computer says it wasn't strong enough. I know. I mean, it's it's just disgraceful, isn't it? We always get these at this time of the morning. It's not, it's seriously not for me. It's for for local radio. Uh, there isn't the original Nessie. Only her two sons and daughter who carry on the name. I know because I've read the book. Says Sally twice, and I've seen photos. Sally, it's fake. Stop it now. I'm going to have you committed. Okay, you'll be back in that home, uh, chained up to the bed, screaming out the name of Nessie. It does not exist. There's certain things that don't exist, and that's one of them, actually. Uh, Fuerteventura, five-mile walk nude last week. Oh, dear, honestly, I'm not sure about this. And Paul says, I think Liverpool played football yesterday. The lightning storms were frighteningly beautiful. But I think there might be some today. So that's the barbecue ruined. 
I alternate between speedos and baggy shorts when I go swimming. Whatever I grab first. Yeah, the papers have have done this this survey where they've sort of said that women do not like speedos. Uh, Ian says, woke up at two this morning by the almighty thunder and lightning storms at uh, at Warwick. Alarms still going off in the street. Don't you love it? Don't you love the um, the sort of the crack of thunder? And you look up and you see the lightning strike. I mean, I think it looks amazing. Hailstones, though, somebody said. Hailstones in May. I ask you, that's a bit a bit bad, isn't it? See, the Loch Ness Monster is nothing more than a big catfish. That's according to a UK Nessie hunter who's lived near the Loch in a caravan for 23 years and gave an interview on this morning to Eamon and Ruth last year. So now, I just don't think there's anything in there. And the reason I don't think there's anything in there, there's nothing to eat. So it would have to be vegetarian. There's no fish in the lock, are there? Well, I don't think there's fish in the lock. So it would have to be vegetarian. There's no... All this underwater caves and all this kind of stuff, and it goes out to the sea. What, does it not breathe? That was always my argument with the Loch Ness Monster. It must breathe, so it must have to come up for air. Even whales come up for air, for goodness sake. Uh, Sunday Mirror this morning. Harry and Meghan plan Oz holiday. It's going to be one big holiday, their life, isn't it, really? I don't think it's going to be involving uh, work. Uh, also, Morgan Freeman says he was trying to be light-hearted. I don't know whether that's the uh, the get-out clause, the light-hearted bit. I'm not sure if people believe him. I thought they always liked him, but there again, we liked loads of people, didn't we? And we all we got uh, we got fooled time and time again. Uh, there's also a girl who's disappeared. They think she took the Eurostar, and she's disappeared. They don't know, in in her school uniform. She told her dad she was going to school. This is. Um, the schoolgirl of 13, her name's Serena Alexander Benson, left for school on Friday, instead went to Folkestone, got the train, possibly with an older person. Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. We've had these situations, haven't we, before, where sort of an older person is involved. But, I mean, where do these people think it's going to end? You know, I realise, because I'm not naive, but I realise at the age of 13, you know, if it's a romance... Which, of course, it could quite likely be at 13. People get very, you know, into the relationships. Then they kind of grow up, don't they? And then they suddenly realise, big mistake. But, uh, so, I mean, you know, if she's gone abroad, it sounds a bit to me like an abduction. But uh, I'm sure that the police in France will be looking out for her. We have CCTV. George Michael's lover, Faddy, has been told he will not inherit the singer's £5 million London home. What, have they read the, uh, the will? Have they read it? Do they know? Apparently, Faddy's been living in the three-bedroom muse house in Regent's Park since finding George dead in bed at his country home on Christmas 2016. An insider said Faddy realises his days there are likely to be numbered. He'll be sad to leave. It's where he and George shared so many happy memories. He's been given, they say, £250,000. Well, I mean, it doesn't... It, it, you know, you can't just sort of... You know, I want to know what the will says. The will might might say something completely different. It might have left him a lot of money. They might have just given him 250000 to keep him quiet. We don't know. We don't know anything. They say he won't be inheriting this home. Well, we don't know yet, do we? Till they read the will, you know, we don't know anything. It's like, you know, trying to find out, you know, what people's wills say. I think they're all public knowledge, aren't they? Well, I think so, actually. I think they're all sort of public, uh, within, within the public domain. So you can find out what, what people leave. George Michael, I should imagine, will leave an awful lot of money. Uh, what have we got here? Britain's Got Talent, brothers on how Halil has spurred them on. 
And again, it's sort of, it's just people, you know, living the dream, I suppose. They've all got stories, haven't they? Some people have got stories, some people's haven't. And uh, in the end of the day, you've got to have something that gets you noticed in the papers. And the reason I say that is because if you haven't done anything, if you're a really nice person, just, I mean, hypothetically, if you're a nice person and you go on television... There isn't any story. What can the papers pick up on? Whereas, you know, if you've had a drink problem or problems with drugs or you've had a criminal past and you've turned your life around, that's what the papers will actually cling on to. They're not going to go for, for anything else at all. Uh, just arrived at a car boot in Nottinghamshire. Bright, warm and breezy, says Stephen. Car boot. I didn't know they did car boots this far into the year, but I'm assuming they, they do. The trouble is with car boots, you've got to be clever, haven't you? You've got to go there and get rid of stuff, not buy more stuff. The whole idea is not to bring back things. And uh, Dolan says, isn't the power of nature wonderful? Last night's thunderstorm was fantastic. And uh, one here that says, I'm glad the procedure went well. At the same time, I was at the dental hospital in Newcastle having a problem tooth out. Gums cut, packed and stitched, split lip. Now the pain and swelling nightmare. Your patter is cheering me up, says Christine. You need paracetamol, don't you? Or whatever that is they make nowadays. Double dose. So you can take away the pain of, uh, of toothies. Because that's, that's one of the bad pains, isn't it? Tooth pain, or abscess pain, or back pain, foot pain, all of these sort of things. Uh, Liam Gallagher had a secret first meeting with his teenage daughter two weeks before their Rolling Stones encounter. He's not seen her for 19 years. What a useless father he is. He's got two sons with different women and another son, I believe, and now he's got the daughter as well. Not the brightest penny in the box, is he? And she didn't contact me. Well, <laughs> you're the father. You're supposed to be contacting her. Uh, also, this is... Uh, I love actors and actresses when they try and define something. And Kim Marsh reveals how real-life torment helps her tackle hard coronation scenes, like this week's gripping serial killer shootout. It's called acting, dear, OK? We don't need an explanation of how you go into it. It's just acting, OK? It's pretending to be somebody else and pretending to be in a, in a situation. Why do they make it sound as though it's sort of... You know, really complicated, you know. She says, I go to a real dark place on set, but we'll use comedy to come out of it again. And you think, it's just acting, dear. Just read the words. You know, what, uh, what is my motivation? Money. Now read the words. That's all it is. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, what have we got here? It's a picture of Lady Gaga. Do you know, I've, I've lost track of how many different images she sort of gives over to the public. Absolutely amazing. You know, it, you, you could probably look at ten different pictures of her. And uh, probably not realise it was her at all. Lovely. And uh, Katie Price, poor old Katie, that's the one with the face that's gone completely to pot. Uh, she's got a new boyfriend. His name's Chris Boyson. His ex-girlfriend is basically saying, why in God's name has he picked this minger over her? The, uh, <laughs> a little bit harsh, I thought. But uh, apparently she, she's, she's gone to celebrate her 40th birthday in, uh, in Bruges. God, you must be really hard up, love. That's the best you can manage, is it? I would have thought Barbados, but of course Katie Price can't afford Barbados. She could only afford Bruges. So she's with this bloke. He's about 12 and she's about 90. The trouble is, you look at the pictures of her, she's, she's quite old. And she's obviously doing this. So, you know, if she's not divorced, by the way, she's not divorced. She's still married to Kieran. She pulled him apart for having an affair. She's done exactly the same thing, but there again, well-known hypocrite and uh, one of the world's worst dressers, Katie Price, is still in Bruges. Perhaps she'll stay there. Perhaps we could, you know, we, we could be lucky. Perhaps she'll move over there for good and stay with this one, who will last all of about five minutes, and I can bet you on that one quite easily. None of her relationships uh, last. They don't. Why? Because she's a pain. That's why. 
Uh, right, what am I doing here? Sorry, I'll just quickly... I heard Nick Abbott doing something the other day. He was doing something on online. And I remember thinking, it's very clever. I like listening to Nick Abbott. I like listening to Nick Abbott. Uh, talking television in the Sunday Mirror today, it's the uh, the dreary twosome. It's Karen and Kevin Clifton. God, what a boring pair they turn out to be. Oh, we've decided to split up. Uh, well, we're still dancing together. Oh, we're going on tour together. Oh, uh, splitting won't part us from Strictly. Shut up. Shut up now, you boring, dreary little old windbags. Nobody gives a flying forex whether you're together, not together, getting back together, together for the dancing, together with... Oh, I couldn't care less. It's, they're the most boring people in the entire world. Hopefully they'll drop them from Strictly and we can all get on with our lives again, which would be nice. Salford is what? Salford. I mean, apart from home of Lowry and those matchstick men and matchstick cats and dogs, it's the, uh, the capital of alcohol. Did you realise the NHS drugs handout is seven times higher than London in Salford? Salford! I thought it was one of those beautiful places, but uh, apparently not so good. And a former Pablo Escobar hitman held in a probe. This is a drug lord enforcer. He killed 300 people. He's, he's a murderer for hire. And here he is. He's been arrested. His name is uh, John Jairo Velazquez. He admits to killing 300 that's, that's what he admits to killing. God knows how many more there are. But uh, they finally arrested him, and he's been quizzed and everything else. He was serving uh, 22 years in a maximum security prison for plotting the assassination of a former Colombian presidential candidate, because that's what he does. He kills people. And you look at him, and he looks so ordinary. Not that I think killers have to have the word killer stamped all over them, but uh, this one, he's a drug lord enforcer. So presumably the drug lord would say, uh, you've got to do this, get rid of this person. He goes out there and, and does it. It just seems another world, doesn't it, really? It doesn't, it doesn't seem that it's uh, close to home, certainly not in, uh, in this country. Uh, still to come, we shall tell you that uh, Meghan Markle, I knew you'd forgotten her name already, she apparently says, I'm blessed. Well, you've done very well, dear. I mean, you've not done badly. I mean, now you've got limitless money for the rest of your life. You've got uh, the ginger boy who absolutely adores you. You've got a family who uh, said, yeah, I really like her, you know, and it's fun. You know, Philip is still having his, you know, we're not sure whether he likes her or he doesn't like her. I suspect he, he's probably immune to any of this kind of thing. But uh, she did a, a poem the other day and she had guests in tears. I think she's acting. That's the trouble with actresses, isn't it? They just cannot resist doing poems. 13 to 6. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Sunday morning on LBC with Steve Allen with you until 7. And at 7 o'clock this morning, Tom Swarbrick will be along with, uh, with the Sunday breakfast show. So the island abortion landslide. Uh, two in three vote to end the ban. The Irish PM hails the quiet revolution. You're never going to please everybody on that one. You're really not. There's going to be people who are very upset by it. And uh, there's going to be people who are absolutely delighted. I think we have to sort of move on and uh, and just take it as it is. And I know that's not going to be the answer, is it? So, you know, 66.4% of people decided that they wanted a change. 336 percent said they uh, they didn't they wanted it as it was for some people it was a religious thing uh, for some people it was uh, it was personal but uh, they have voted they have voted uh, fortress megan the royal security clamp as mum jets home because uh, daria's gone home 
and uh, what memories she'll have, what memories she'll have. Uh, plus, they've got uh, their love nest guarded by special ops anti-terror cops. Because you've got to think about these things. I know you might not think it, but believe you me, there's some mad people in this country. We know because we check the court papers every day. And every day you can find people who are in court for various various terrorist offences. Uh, the shocking truth behind Britain's crime wave. I'm just absolutely amazed that... You know, that we've, we've got knife crime now almost at an epidemic level. There's one here. His name's Jamal, uh, 12. He says, when the knife goes in, time just stands still. He's a drug dealer recruited at the age of 10. I know. He says, I'm trying to drive down the motorway with £50,000 chilling in the car boot. Do you know 110 knife suspects are stopped every day in London? 110. There was one the other day, a kid who was stopped outside of school. In his uh, backpack, a machete. A machete. A 16-year-old boy. 95 fatal knife attacks across the UK this year. And the majority of them tend to be around London. And it tends to be gang-related. It's certainly, well, it's, it's certainly, you know, this, this posse versus that posse. They're just people who are a bit sick between the, between the ears. They don't have a brain cell. Their, their sort of brain cell is, uh, is basically in their knife. And they carry knives, even though we've had knife amnesty and they've promised all sorts of things. You know, and every time somebody gets killed and it's another knife attack, we get the mothers going, he wasn't in a gang, he wasn't this. It turns out they haven't got the faintest idea what's going on. They really don't know that when these kids go out, and they seem to be out till the early hours of the morning. You have to ask yourself the question, since when do 12-year-olds stop out all night? What are the parents doing? answer is they're bloody useless in lots of cases. They don't seem to bother. They just sort of seem to... I mean, how can you not know? This kid here, I mean, it's, uh, it's, this is a model who is posing. It's a bit embarrassing, really, because somebody's going to recognise him and go, oh, you are that person, whereas, in fact, he's, uh, he's posing as a model. And uh, it's, it's to highlight just how dangerous it is out there. We've had people chase through mainline stations, girl gangs chasing people. And you think, is that because you've got nothing to look forward to? Or is it because you're just, you know, we, we just need to get people back to sanity? And it's very difficult. There's somebody here uh, talking about, he's a pioneering youth worker on the long, complex struggle against knife crime. Will it ever stop? No. I don't believe you will ever, ever, in a million years, get to that situation where in this country we go, there is no knife crime. I don't believe it. Because it's a case that, right, you've all given up your knives. I've still got mine. That's what it'll be. Uh, Lottie Moss, I think. I'm a bit bored with reading about the Moss family. It's a case of, you know, how little clothing can you wear, you know, and, and what, what's the purpose of it? You can always get models to get their kit off. They're, they're not difficult. Uh, Doc 2 fans have hit out at being charged around 230 quid... To meet and be pictured with TV's Time Lords, stars including Christopher Eccleston and Peter Capaldi, to appear at the annual London Film and Comic Con. A diamond pass, which includes a snap with Chris or Peter outside the TARDIS, an exclusive mug and an autograph will cost £235 and £225 respectively. Selfies will cost £85. But then the people who are going here are fans. That's what they want. To have that will be perhaps the culmination of a collection of items that they've got. So don't ever underestimate what people are charged. Even Debbie Reynolds, big Hollywood star, she, after the show, would come and sit out the front and for $25 uh, she'll have a picture taken with you. And that, you know, that's, your, that's your souvenir of it. I think it's a nice thing to do. Depends whether you think that talking to the Time Lords is worth £230. And I would imagine that if people have actually been to one of these things and you've met the Time Lords or they're your hero, well then, you know, good for you. 
Good for you. Uh, so here is a girl. She's the ex-girlfriend of Katie Price's new lover. It says, I can't believe he's gone for her. This is Katie Knowles, 22. She says she's got five kids at home and is behaving like a skank. It's a skank. I don't think that's very nice, is it? That not nice. She's obviously very, she's a very pretty girl, but then she is only twenty-two. Katie Price is one hundred and ninety, and she's desperate to cling on to anybody. I mean, it's obviously his standards have, have sunk a little bit uh, low, and then he went to Bruges. There's absolutely nothing in Bruges unless she sits in a hotel and just gets drunk again and embarrasses herself, because that's what it is. But she says, "Why would he choose her over over me?" Well, because she's famous, dear. Even I can work that bit out. All of a sudden, people are taking his picture. They know who he is. And they don't know who you are. That's that's the difference. I can't explain it any better than that. So they were very happy when they were together. Then he obviously moved on. And, uh, and he moved on with her. Because she's famous. And she gets pictures in newspapers. And so every time they go out... I mean, he looks a bit drippy. So you're probably better off without him. But uh, don't ever get jealous about it. I mean, honestly, hardly think it's something to worry about. Just because your, your ex goes off and sleeps with Katie Price in a Bruges hotel. As I say, you know, if it, if it was really exciting, she'd have whisked him away somewhere. I remember a friend of mine went out with somebody very rich and she flew him literally around the world. It was, you know, it was really, you know, big flash apartment. Oh, really super duper. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. A uh, bit of a shortage of crabs. That's uh, the ones that come out the sea. Uh, apparently there was a devastating winter weather throughout last winter. So consequently... Uh, the beast from the East storm killed millions of shellfish and uh, they were washed up on coast. Have you seen some of this um, fishing programmes? It's like extreme fishing and they go out into the Bering Straits where people get washed overboard and that's the last you ever see of them. And, um, and they go fishing for crabs and they put down all these pots and then they bring them up and up come hundreds of crabs. I mean, each cage, most of the time, is full of crabs and they empty them out. They must be freezing to death, but they're all on good bonuses. So they all, they all sort of like that, uh, that kind of thing. Everyday story of Khan infidelity. Yes, poor old Imran Khan. He can't keep it in his pants. Uh, they say he's bedded a girl days after his new tot arrived. One f- wife confronts her over sex fling. She forgives lover and brands him sick. He's just, uh, he's just a sad little man, isn't he? He was a boxer, but uh, his, his wife is sort of obviously not happy at all. This is uh, Fariel. And uh, she texted Sophie Hamouni after discovering her number on the I'm a Celebrity Star's phone. He's just a saddo. He's just a little cheat. Ditch him. Ditch him. Don't bother going to the papers each time. It's very dreary and it's very boring. I realise that people sort of get off on this kind of thing. But, I mean, ditch him. And take him for everything you can get. I mean, then you can go and do what you want to do. You don't need to worry about it. What's the point of having a marriage where he doesn't have a great track record? You know, we know what he's like. He's he's cheated, you know, before. And if you keep falling for it, then um, more fool you. More fool you. 84850, uk. The oligarch who did a runner before Russia blamed for Skripals and then his lover had a baby. There actually is... I can't remember if Roman Abramovich is back in the country. He, was, he wasn't in the country because of visa problems. And he didn't get the visa because they want to know where his money came from. Oh, that's going to take forever and a day, isn't it? He's got eight billion or nine billion or something like that. So I wonder really... But they have opened the shops down in Salisbury. They're desperate for people to go back down there and, uh, and start doing a bit of shopping. Because the high street, I know, because my brother works down there, he said the high street's been really devastated. Suddenly people sort of stopped going to Salisbury. 
And yeah, it's a beautiful place. Beautiful place. Uh, there's a picture at the Bank Holiday Weekend of some shower and squabbles. Yes, here in Blackpool, there's some, um, some girl and her... I don't know if it's her husband, or I don't know what he is, but he's got one of those Kim Jong-un haircuts, and it's, it's really bizarre. She then takes her hair off and throws it at him. <laughs> like classy couple, not. Uh, then they've got people in other parts of the country who look so much nicer. Poor old Blackpool gets it every time, but I went there. I spent a week there one day. It's a ghastly place. I mean, you wouldn't want to go out of choice. Danny Dreary Dyer's daughter, Danny Dyer. Yes, Danny Dyer, dad, Danny Dyer, daughter. She wants to get on Love Island. We're bored with you already, dear. Go away. Go find a proper job. Don't just... Uh, I noticed the other day I walked out of Superdrug with my friend Lynn. I wasn't buying anything. And um, Superdrug sponsor Love Island. Ooh, how tacky. How tacky. The programme where people go on there to have sex on television. I wasn't very impressed with that at all, I'm afraid. But there again, I'm obviously just a little bit uh, prudish. Uh, watch out for that roadside flooding this morning. There's quite a, quite a lot of it out there. Uh, also, um, what have we got? The rail guard who angered passengers by calling them plebs. Rail passengers, plebs. The dairy that's banned the doorstep notes to the milkman. Dear Kevin, dear Steve, please put, you know, two pints of milk. No, they, they don't want that. Calling the, uh, the Chelsea... Uh, flower show, old school Britain, is apparently racist. I'll explain why. Cannabis puts 27,000 people a year in hospital. If you choose to take it, that's, uh, that's your problem as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Sesame Street and their fury at the sexy puppet flick. And Harry and Meghan are planning a holiday to Oz. Be nice if... Perhaps it's, uh, perhaps it's an official visit. I don't know. We'll wait and find out, shall we? News is next. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Sunday morning, wet. Uh, although, actually, in London, it's, it's sort of calmed down a little bit. So we seem to be OK. There's no rain yet, but uh, we've had it overnight. Boy, have we had it overnight. Um, so it's, uh, it's a case where everywhere is absolutely sodden wet. And I'm afraid the roads are a bit, bit, a bit of localised flooding. Some parts of the country, really bad localised flooding. In London, it's just councils who are cutting back, so they're not sending around their giant vacuum cleaners to hoover up all the mud and the leaves that are in all the drains. We get it in Twickenham as well. It's seriously bad at times. And you think, why don't they just get out there and do it? Why don't they cut back on something else? Must be something else to cut back on, do you not think so? Um, guess what people are pinching from supermarkets now? I couldn't believe it either. Apparently, it's avocados. You know, avocados, cheap as chips, because everybody likes avocados. And uh, so they have avocados on toast uh, with an egg on the top of it. That's what, they're, that's what they're... And they're charging eight quid for it. Eight quid in, uh, in, in restaurants. They charge, you know, anything from about six, seven pounds for a piece of toast, a piece of avocado, which probably costs less than 50p if they're buying it, and an egg. So the whole dish comes in at about £1.50 and they're charging about eight quid for it. It's outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. But people, people like it. Um, another one here. Uh, Sarah says, uh, uh, so glad the op went well because I had my cataracts done on Thursday. My miles took about 20 minutes too. She was thrilled, said colours had more life in them. Yeah, it's going to take, I think, at, um, at, at current levels, about three, three to four weeks when it will be, you know, as good as it's, it's going to get. And then they'll, they'll just check it and make sure it's fine, actually. And with your love of gadgets, I wonder if you've got a Dyson cold air fan. Um, I've got a round fan. It's just, it's a round thing with a, with a thing at the, at the bottom. It's not, there's no whirring blades. It's sort of inside the base unit. Is that it? Oh, right. I've got one of those. 
It's nice. I mean, there it says, I have an old-style type fan on overnight. It seems to get louder. A friend of mine's got a, a fan. He keeps complaining about the noise of it. About the noise. And he keeps saying, Jane, he keeps saying, oh, I need to go and buy another fan. Because I've had loads over the years. At the moment, I've got um, this Dyson fan. Then I've got a big one in the in the bedroom, which is like a turbo fan. I mean, seriously, it's like, like the side of a pro- size of a propeller off an aeroplane. But I, uh, I, I do like it, actually. Just takes pictures off the balls. That's the only problem. Uh, Victoria is a police dog handler. How lovely. I'm very jealous. I'm very jealous. I've just finished my fifth 12-hour shift. Last one tonight before three well-needed days off. You always make my drive home or to work in the morning very enjoyable, so I love listening to the show. Stay safe to all my colleagues and friends serving in the police and the other emergency services. 12-hour shift. Oh, dear. I love dog handlers. You won't find me knocking... Because I met... Uh, I met... Uh, uh, I was going to say, I met a male dog handler down at the uh, the garden party. You know when they did the um, the barbecue thing down the middle of the mall, and he went all the way up, and I went down there. I don't know what I was doing, actually. What was I doing? I can't remember. But, um, it was That was lovely. And I went down there, and I met... Uh, I came back, and there was a policeman standing there with a the dog. And he said, I've got to tell you, I'm a big fan of yours, Steve. So we had a picture taken. I thought it was lovely, actually. I'm always very envious of anybody who's got police dogs. My father used to have a... Uh, an Alsatian years and years ago, which was in the REF, but that was a long, long time ago. What else have we got in the papers for you today? It's uh, it's it's what they call a mixed day. There's not they can't find anything really to uh, to latch onto apart from dreary old Katie Piper. No, sorry, not Katie. I'm so sorry, Katie. Uh, this is Katie Price, who's obviously in Bruges with a photographer. Otherwise, nobody in Bruges knows who she is. She's not well known. She's only known, you know, in this country for loose women and uh, and one other thing, and that's it. Marrying a few people. And she's out there with this sort of boyfriend at the moment in Bruges. I mean, all the places to go to. The most boring place in the world, Belgium. Dear God in heaven, where are we going on holiday? Belgium. Can't we go anywhere but Belgium? No. Why do you not want to go to Bruges? Because Katie Price is there, that's why. And if you take a look at a picture of her, she's obviously let herself go completely. She looks really, really bad. Really, really bad. But uh, obviously right up his street. And uh, as I say, they're out there with a photographer. There must be. There must be. Otherwise, you know, why would they take pictures of her in Bruges? Uh, Speedos being a no-no. People don't uh, like them. It's a recent survey. Women... Don't like them. Uh, Peter Stringfellow does, and Tom Daly. But then, it's not just Tom Daly. Every single diver that I've ever heard of. What a stupid survey. Every single diver I've ever seen or swimmer wears Speedos. I've never seen people wear anything else. So they, they've singled out, says, as, as Karen Rocket has written this one here, Tom Daly, who get the thumbs down from three and four women. Why have you not mentioned all the other divers who also wear Speedos? Karen, very shoddy journalism, is it not? You know, should you not have mentioned every single other person in our Olympic swimming team who wears Speedos? They all wear Speedos. Nobody else wears anything else. What do you wear, darling, when you're out swimming? You know, Victorian bathing machine to the water. Second most loathed item are leather trousers. Crocs rubber shoes come a third. Yes, but I don't know why you just singled out Tom Daly. Because every single swimmer who does it competitively wears Speedos. OK, whether you like them or whether you don't like them, that's what they have to wear. OK. Morgan Freeman says he's no sex fiend. He just wanted women to feel at ease. And uh, Colleen Rooney's on holiday with wine. Yes, they're out there. They're at, um, I think they're in Barbados, actually, at the moment. They had a, a lovely time. Well, so they should. I mean, she spends her entire life going on holiday. She doesn't do anything else. But it's not up to us. She wants to go on holiday. Go on holiday. Uh, the barbecue. 
Here, a student burnt down a block of flats after trying to cook with a barbecue on its roof during a hot night. Where is this idiot? Where is this idiot? This is, uh, this person, a second-year German and Spanish student, said, firemen say the entire building might be condemned. It was in Manchester, in a place called Fallowfield. Imagine, setting fire to it. So, well, what should we do? Being students, you know, three sheets to the wind most of the time. Um, let's go and put a barbecue on the roof. What? Let's not. That would be a bit stupid, but uh, there you go. The flats have, have gone now. Uh, Eamon Holmes, he says, Ruth will look after me when I'm old. Uh, he's 58. He's an old-looking 58. He's had a hip replacement already, and he's got... Um, and he's got hearing aid. He said, it's, this has prompted him, because he says, when you hear Dale Winton, Ray Wilkins and Eric Bristow all died in their 60s, uh, it makes you reevaluate your life. Well, yes, of course it does. But, you know, I hate to tell you this. We are all going to die at some point. There is going to come that point in your life where you're going to keel over or you're going to have some sort of terrible illness or something like that. That's how it works. That's how it works now. I wish it didn't. Wouldn't it be lovely if you could take a tablet and they go, actually, if you keep taking all these tablets, you could live for the rest of, you know, eternity. You could be 190 or something like that. <laughs> Brilliant idea, isn't it, really? Uh, also, the panic over this Euro girl who's disappeared at the age of 13. They will find her. She'll be with an older person. They'll be going, what are you doing with her? She's a, she's a schoolgirl at 13. But at 13, people get, um, you know... All sorts of strange ideas, don't they? Also, um, plus-size clothes are being sold. Uh, H&M's range, called Generous Size, includes jeans, shorts and jogging bottoms for three-year-olds. Apparently, three-year-olds are becoming very fat. And we've all seen them. You've all seen fat children, because that's just the way some people are. Some people can eat, you know, entire... You know, Kentucky Fried Chicken's output for a year and not put on an ounce. And other people have to eat one piece and that's it. It's like going to Patisserie Valley and looking at the cakes in the window and going, oh, I could just eat four of those for 11 quid or whatever it happens to be. And then you think, no, because I'm really going to get fat. And uh, unfortunately, kids eat that sort of... You see them in the Kentucky and you see them in the fish and chip shops. Kids, you know, will eat fast food. And then they probably go home and eat again. And the reason they actually uh, eat eat again is because they're probably still hungry. It's like eating uh, Chinese food, isn't it? You eat it, and then about an hour and a half later, you think, oh, could have eaten that again. But you never do. Uh, I remember as a boxing fan, Steve, meeting my hero, I know, Chris Eubank in Belfast in 1995. And I asked for an autograph. He said £20. I was 13 and never asked another star for an autograph, just in case. <laughs> yes, I mean, some people do do charge for photos, don't they? Before anybody asks, no, I don't. No, I've often had pictures taken if I'm out somewhere. But uh, I, would, I can't imagine why you'd want to charge somebody £20. It seems a, a little bit mean, seeing as it's the public who put you in that position in the first place. And so why would you, uh, why, why would you want to charge somebody 20 quid? But I think it's quite funny at the same time. Uh, rapper Kanye West has taken now to lecturing us all on the evils of mobile phone addiction. Oh, he's such a boring old tart, isn't he? He really is. He thinks he's something, and um, and we all think he's nothing. Uh, also, Prisoner Bronson's royal wedding moan. Why do we even waste time with this dreary old has-been who turns up in the papers with sort of... Every so often, I do a little story, and he was sort of joking. This is Charles Bronson. It's not his real name. He now calls himself Charles Salvador. 
But again, that's not his real name either. He just sort of makes them up as he goes along. He's, he's, he's always billed as Britain's most violent prisoner. For such a thing, he's the biggest bore under the sun. And he's done a little uh, sort of wedding kind of thing, saying, where was my invite to the royal wedding? Well, they wouldn't invite a dreary like you, would they? Because you're boring. You're dull. Really, really uninterested. Like, yawn, yawn, yawn. Here he is again. Oh, blimey, trotting out the same old rubbish that he trotted out ages and ages ago. Colour supplement today. There's a lady called Julia Goulding. I don't even know who she is. But apparently she's in Coronation Street. She says, I've wanted to be in Corrie since I was five. Oh, God. Dreary story. What a non-event, actually. All these actresses, you know. I would have thought, actually, since the age of five, you always wanted to do something which involved work. Uh, Also, the criminals who didn't get away, grabbed from cars and hideouts or given away on the web. Uh, There's all sorts of people actually here. It's quite one, you know, we had uh, Osama bin Laden, who was uh, caught. Uh, Also, Peter Sutcliffe. I mean, that way, I mean, he was just a bit of an idiot, actually. The police had made various mistakes when it came to catching him. And it was only when he'd been brought in for questioning, he wanted to go to the toilet that they suddenly realised uh, after he'd, uh, he'd been out to go to the toilet, then came back to the car, then went to the station, that um, they went back to the place where he'd had a wee and they found the hammer, I think. And then when they got him into the police station, he said, uh, he said I know what you're going to ask me. You're going to ask me if I'm Jack the Ripper. I am. Because up until then, we'd had somebody who pretended to be Jack the Ripper, who wasn't Jack the Ripper. And so we did end up with, uh, with Peter Sutcliffe, who was the Yorkshire Ripper. And uh, now he's gone blind, but he has a he has um, um, a pen pal, a Polish pen pal. What is it about people who want to write to convicted killers? Are they somewhat, you know, short of brain capacity? There's loads of them, though. There's all sorts of people in here. You'd, you'd never guess in a million years. You know, some people, you know, a radical turned bomber. Um, and, and some, as I say, most of these I've never even heard of. From a punk rocker to a mum, Jihadi Sally. We think she's dead, actually. We're not too sure about that. In fact, I'm pretty certain she is, because they thought her son died at the same time, because she's taken him out to radicalise him. But I think she was killed uh, by a a drone, I think. And I'm pretty certain the son was killed at the same time. 6.15 is uh, the time. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. 6.20, very nearly. 6.20, 6.20, very nearly. If you've still got the rain in your neck of the woods, it does go after a while. We're going to end up with sort of uh, what could be a nice day. Well, I hope so, anyway. Uh, what have we got here? The sky... Oh, I can't do that one. Uh, so, co- the, the Chelsea story is a very bizarre one. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's upset a few people on Twitter. And uh, this is an innocuous remark about visitors from Middle England to the genteel splendour of the Chelsea Flower Show. I don't know if you've ever been to the Chelsea Flower Show. It's very nice. It's not as good, as far as I'm concerned, as the Hampton Court Flower Show, but that's only because it's bigger, there's more room to move around. I'm not good with crowds. Anyway, in this hypersensitive era, the simple observation that you didn't see many people from ethnic minorities at the show was enough to spark a racism row, even though the speaker was a photographer commissioned by the left-wing Guardian. The comment came in an interview by Monty Don for BBC Two's Gardener's World with Martin Parr, long celebrated for his photos documenting British society. Don asked, do you think our relationship with gardens and what it tells us about class and all the rest of it has changed or is it evolving? Mr Parr, who was photographing the show for The Guardian, said, well... It isn't really a typical slice of Britain. Here we have the old school here. Basically, you don't see many people from ethnic minorities. And 
I'd never even thought about it before, actually. I mean, I, I really didn't think about it before. He says, uh, this really is old-school Britain. It's a sort of perms, dresses. It's the heartland of Britain, if you like. We don't often see them because they're sort of hidden away, but they come out because they love gardening. So that then started it on Twitter with, you know, what somebody said, what is this bloke talking to Monty Don, finding him just a tad offensive? Hashtag Chelsea Flower Show isn't just for white middle-class folk. But he's, he's, he's quite right, actually, in a way. He's doing it from, from photographing the show and sort of going, you don't get a huge amount of people from ethnic minorities going to the Chelsea Flower Show. I don't know why, because I'm sure everybody gardens in exactly the same way. I mean, you know, it's like saying... Not many gay people going to the Chelsea Flower Show. I would, I would suspect, actually, there's quite a number of gay people going there. It's like, I remember once, um, I went to the theatre uh, to see a comedian. And the people that he attracted as his audience, quite clearly, had never been to the theatre before. They thought you sat where you wanted to. They didn't realise that the ticket you had had a number on it. And it, it had a seat number and a row number and things like that. So it was, it was quite interesting. Watching people sitting down, then other people coming in going, you're sitting in my seat. So people having to get up and then they discover they were upstairs and all that kind of thing. And uh, it was also, there was a great show in London some years ago called Bubbling Brown Sugar. And it was, or Black Mikado. There were some very, very good black music shows in town, which were fantastic. But there weren't many black people in the audiences, and I remember thinking, why not? This is an absolute fantastic show. I mean, I loved Black Mikado. Norman Beaton, who uh, who starred in uh, a sitcom on Channel 4, was one of the stars of the Black Mikado up at the Cambridge Theatre. I saw it about four times because I just thought it was innovative. I thought it was brilliant. I loved it. And I've seen no end of shows celebrating black music. You've got the, the Motown story in town. If you've not seen it, do yourself a favour. Because, you know, you won't see any better. I've seen so many clips of it. Even I've not managed to get to see it yet. But it's, it's like when you go to the theatre now, you go and see certain shows, you're hard pushed to find the black faces on stage. You don't see many black faces. It's always, I remember seeing a show years and years ago, and I was looking at the chorus line, one black girl was in the chorus line. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, the stage schools are turning out loads and loads of people. Why are they not going into theatre? You know, there are lots of really good black theatre companies out there. Although somebody told me, and I watched a television discussion with... I can't remember, she's very well known. I think she normally talks about history and stuff like that. And they were doing something at the, at the Globe Theatre where they had a deaf actress who was playing one of the parts. A deaf actress in with non-deaf actors. And she said it was the biggest pile of rubbish she'd ever seen. <laughs> she couldn't quite work out where it was all sort of going to. I think, that, I think the host of it said it was OK, but the person on the panel said it was dreadful. And I thought, well, at least they're trying. You know, to get people into theatres nowadays is, is a bit difficult, I tell you. Seats uh, are not cheap. You know, you can spend an awful lot of money. And if there's, say, two or four of you going, and then you're going to have... You've got to park the car if you're lucky enough to have a car. Or failing that, you have to... Um, you always want an ice cream, don't you? Or a drink, and then you might go for a meal afterwards. So going to the theatre, you know, an average seat price, about 60 quid nowadays. Some shows even higher. Some shows are very, very good. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. We take all of your uh, text and emails this morning. Roy says, how can you be so chirpy in the morning? I'm a very grumpy uh, curmudgeon, even at 6pm, never mind 6am. I don't know, actually. That's a very good question. I don't know why. Perhaps that's why I do this job and I'm not doing something else. Because I'm, I'm fairly chirpy in the morning. I'm never sort of, ooh, 
in the mornings, I'm always quite chirpy because I work at this time. So this is this is normal time for me. I love her. And I'm getting paid. I'm not I'm not doing this for free, you know. Just in case you thought maybe I was a charity. Uh, 84850. Did you have both eyes done together? No. No, they have to do them a few months. Above. I don't think you can have both eyes. Otherwise, you'd be blind if you came out. So I, I think you can only have one at a time. I would think it's only one at a time. That's what I thought anyway. Different people came out with different things. I came out with a plastic bit over my eye. And some people came out with cotton wool over their eyes. So they really couldn't see through it. So it just depends, I suppose. How uh, how sort of bad it is. Uh, what have we got here? Oh, they're, oh, they're they're now guessing on George Michael's. I'm oh, sorry, a bit noisy with the papers today. Uh, on George Michael's estate, and uh, they reckon that uh, that Kenny Goss has decided to challenge his will because uh, Kenny was with him for a while, and Michael George is believed to have left the money and properties, including the house in Oxfordshire, to his sisters Melanie and Yoda. Uh, the will is already being dis- disputed by Faddy, who had a five-year romance, and uh, now Kenny Goss has instructed lawyers to mount a claim for a substantial portion. Why? Why do people want to do that? I mean, I, nev- I never, ever understand. So Kenny Goss went out with him, and then he didn't go out with him. And then it all finished. George always told Kenny he'd look after him, see him right, and he wouldn't want for anything. Yeah, but that was how he felt at that time. He was off his trolley most of the time. George used to smoke God knows how many spliffs a day. Uh, Kenny looked after him so much he doesn't feel the will reflects it. Well, you know, that's the way it is. That is the last will and testament. I hate it when people, you know sort of decide to to dispute things because uh, I don't know what he left I, I haven't seen the will I've got no idea whether he left Faddy anything or whether Kenny Goss got some money but it, it becomes a bit much doesn't it after somebody dies they go I want money I want money give me money now because he always said he was going to give me money well he changed his mind he changed his mind he obviously decided he didn't want to so that's why you weren't in it a friend of mine said to me once he uh, he said he said I, I should look after him my will and I said, don't, seriously, don't, don't worry about that sort of thing. I don't, I'm not, intra- I don't need any money. I'm really not bothered. He said, no, I'll look after you. Anyway, then he died. And of course, he didn't have anything to leave. But, you know, was I bitter? No, wasn't remotely bothered. My mother used to say, oh, you know, you will be all right, won't you? You know, you're not going to argue with your brother about how much money. No, not in the slightest. Never did. Never did. It was just, just one of those sort of things, isn't it, really? But, you know, for people to start arguing about, about George... You know, George's uh, will. If it was 105 million, he worked hard for that 105 million. Dolan says, uh, how right you were about radio's attempt at having two presenters on the primetime drive time slot. No chemistry. Oh, a total disaster. They hate each other. Hate each other. Far be it from me to mention anything like that. But even the, even the press are saying it. it just, it's, not, it's not working. One of them will end up leaving. You watch. I've never heard anything like it, actually. I said to you before... When, when somebody said, oh, you know, how do you feel about double-headed radio programmes? And I've said to do a double-headed radio programme is very difficult because you've got to get on with the person, but then one person leads. Imagine, I have a programme, then all of a sudden they bring in an extra presenter to sit with me. And you think, well, oh, I don't need another presenter, thank you very much indeed. You know, because it's just, just ridiculous. But in, in this particular case, they're both two established presenters, but they quite clearly hate each other. There's no chemistry at all. It just does not work. They tried it years ago with me. And it was a three-hour programme, and I said, I tell you what, because it didn't work. It didn't work at all. I said, 
I tell you what, we'll do this. I'll do the first hour, you do the second hour, then go home, I'll do the last hour. Then the next week, you do the first hour, I'll do the second hour, then I'll go home. So one week you get to do one hour, and then the next week you do two hours. And it worked perfectly like that. Then they decided to change the programme anyway. Uh, Cheryl in the papers again today. She was expected to make a sensational cover. What for? There's nothing sensational. She doesn't know anything about pop music. I mean, quite clearly knows nothing about anything at all, really. But uh, that after five series, Cheryl Tweedy won't be returning to the long-running TV talent show because she wants to star in something new and fresh. Oh, dear. I wouldn't mind if you had any talent, dear. But, I mean, let's face it, your last uh, your last musical offering just peaked at about 70, didn't it, or something. But she's going to mentor dancers rather than singers. What does she know about dance? You don't know anything about it. How can she mentor dancers? What an embarrassment. A source close to Cheryl told the Mail on Sunday she's done the X Factor lots of times and she wants something new and uh, fresh to get going. What for? What talent does this woman have? None. None at all. She she can't sing. We know that because, as I say, the last offerings have been dismally, dismally embarrassing. And she can't mentor anyone. She's not a dancer. Dear me, what is going on in the world? You know, where we're all worried about it. Why don't you just stay at home, dear, and watch the Jeremy Kyle show? That'll be fine. You'll, you'll manage with that, I promise you. LBC News Time, 6.30 now, with the latest headlines this Sunday morning. Philip Chrysikos. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Uh, John in Winslow says, Chelsea Flower Show tickets cost £110. It's not cheap, is it? It's not cheap. But uh, I'm, I'm always amazed that they take that site... And they, uh, if you've ever been to it, you can see the, uh, the, the actual work that goes into it. It's so clever. And then within a week, it's all gone. And it's back for the Chelsea pensioners again. But it's, I think it's lovely. I love it. I just prefer the Hampton Court one, which started quite a bit after it, because there's more room to, uh, to move around. I've seen Motown, but I didn't know anything about the shows you mentioned, says Shanta. Well, you wouldn't, because you're obviously young, and these things happened a long time ago. Bubbling Brown Sugar was a fabulous show. Fabulous show. And um, and the Black Mikado was Gilbert and Sullivan, but with a black cast. And uh, it, it made such a difference. It was it was fresh. and But there was hardly any black people in the audience. And somebody said, black people don't go to theatre. I thought, well, it's not made accessible, is it, really? You go to the, the theatre nowadays, it's a bit difficult. One girl there was in a show I saw years ago. One girl. You know, you think, for goodness sake, honestly. Uh, so Chantel says, I love going to the theatre, but I just wasn't raised at the theatre like I was at the cinema. Cinema was always more accessible. Yeah, I mean, I, I love... I like theatre because I'm, I've just always liked theatre. I like cinema as well, but I, I do prefer theatre. Something about, you know, the lights and the curtain and everything else like that. Uh, Anne says, just to let you know that the storm... Last night even woke me up. What a noise, laying in bed. All I could think of was my dad telling me not to be frightened as God's cleaning house and moving furniture. How strange. That's all I could think of when the noise was so bad. Yes, I'm a bit, I, it was the lightning flashes I saw first of all. I remember thinking, oh, lovely. And then the, the crack of thunder. It is. But we were always told whenever it rained, God's doing his washing. That's what we were told. Johnny Worthing says, um, good to hear you're on great form after your op. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, mean it, I just think they're brilliant. The NHS, absolutely brilliant. I can't... Listen, I spend most of my time under the NHS and uh, I have no complaints at all. Uh, lucky old Eamon, I'm in my 60s and all is well since both my hips have been replaced, says Stuart. Only me and the dog now since I was widowed, so it's sink or swim for me. I think it'll be swim. Don't you reckon? 
I think it's swimming. I think so. Newly, I was watching a, a programme on the television where they were talking about property in America, as I said earlier on. And if you're going to America and you go to Florida, there are certain bits of Florida, you know, within 45 minutes of the theme parks, because you don't want to be on top of the theme parks, believe you me. Living a life under a roller coaster is not the best thing to do. And you can get places for, you know, really cheap, 80,000 pounds which is about $120,000. You know they 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 showed us a house for 150,000 and it was five bedroom fully furnished like really nice furniture and I thought to myself that's not it's just a 9 hour flight if it was round the corner you'd be buying them left right and center when you look at what's I mean god can you imagine the price of a two bedroom flat in Twickenham is around about between Five to seven hundred thousand pounds in Twickenham. Five to seven hundred thousand pounds. It's ludicrous. Over there in Florida, you could buy Florida for that. You really could. It's it's just absolutely ridiculous how much we are we are paying. Uh, Steve, Trinity Sunday today. You off to Holy Mass? Always, always. You won't find a more religious person than me. Have you interviewed or spoken to Leslie Grantham? We have. He'll be listening at the moment. Motown the musical says Simon in Forest Hill is fantastic. And there were black people in the audience. See, you notice them. See, you notice them. I think so too. I grew up on Tamla Motown. In fact, I was going to be interviewing this week, but unfortunately, the day that they were coming in, one of the original Four Tops and one of the original Temptations, the reason they were coming in was uh, to be interviewed by me on Friday. When was I not here? Friday. It's always the way, isn't it? Big fan, big fan. In fact, uh, if you went to my car now, you would discover that I've got a Motown triple CD already in the uh, in the changer. So uh, that's what I listen to. That's what I listen to. Well, I listen to all sorts of things, actually. I'm currently listening to uh, to the black version of Annie, which is brilliant. The soundtrack is absolutely brilliant. And uh, what else am I listening to? Oh, Billy Elliot, I love. I listen to, I listen to all sorts of things in the car. I'm quite, a, I'm quite a good musical person in the car, but none of this... Some, sometimes cars pass me and I think, what a load of old rubbish. Do you know it's illegal to have your music blaring out? It's illegal. The, the, the police should be stopping all these people, I think, uh, as often as possible. Uh, the first woman who goes in for the infantry has quit after two weeks. Apparently, I didn't know it was so hard. What do you think it was going to be? What do you think? A walk in the park? No. This is tough to be a soldier. And they put them through hell. So out of a 15-week course, she did two. Not so good. Uh, What was the other one I quite like, actually? Uh, I wasn't sure about the cannabis, because every time we mention cannabis overnights on on LBC, there's always a flood of calls when people say, of course, I've been smoking cannabis for donkey's year. They don't realise just how they sound. They just sort of think that, you know, cannabis smoking is okay. I know loads of people who smoke cannabis, you know, but that's that's what they choose to do. Not for me. I'm way too old. I'd be a bit stupid on something like that, so uh, I don't bother. Uh, Harry and Meghan are planning a holiday to Australia, whether it's going to be combined in with a, a trip to Ooh or something like that. I like Ayers Rock, actually. I've been a big fan of things like that. Uh, wh- whether it's just a private visit and they're going to lie on a beach, I've got no idea. And um, Sesame Street's Fury, the sexy puppet flick, which we'll tell you about uh, before the end of the programme. Uh, still going uh, with the mail on Sunday today. It's um, a glorious wedding poster. What do you do with it? You're pinning it up in your bedroom or your kitchen or something like that. The Oxford professor who says give patients crash diets on the NHS. And uh, Mr. Rees Mogg, he's moving. And uh, it's a lovely street. 
lovely street. It's got lots of lovely old houses in. My kind of thing. Uh, yes, the first woman in the inventory quits after two weeks. I don't know what her name is, actually. But it's, uh, it was an 18-week course. But um, she said that, uh, that when she resigned, she admitted having underestimated the physical requirements of being an inventory recruit. As I say, what did you think it was, Sweet Pea? You know, not exactly a dolly mixture kind of thing, is it, really? Also, the summit hopes rise as the Korean leaders meet. I, th- I thought that Donald Trump was a bit bit wussy when he came up with his feeble excuse. He didn't like the way that they did. So, are they, oh, get over yourself, for God's sake. Really, too uh, too bad. Uh, why football, bad boy, best, George Best, colourful off-screen antics, scuppered plans to celebrate his sporting life with a Royal Mint commemorative coin. Oh, he had a, a running battle with alcohol. He was only 59 when he died in 2005. Very young, isn't it? But you're reading more and more people now who are sort of dying at, a, at an earlier age. And uh, 60 is always, is always fairly worrying as far as I'm concerned. I don't, uh, I don't like things like that. I don't, don't like thinking about it. The very toxic English scandal. Bad enough, says Norman Scott, that the BBC presents Jeremy Thorpe's plot to kill me as a camp farce. But he tells the Mail on Sunday to now accuse me of causing his wife's death is utterly wrong, and this letter proves it. So this was the Jeremy Thorpe scandal uh, over Norman Scott. So I met him once, actually. I can't remember where. I think it might have been in a club or something like that. Uh, also, the top cancer charity sues Hunt for denying boys access to HPV vaccine. And uh, the BBC presenter Rachel Bland, who says, I feel so guilty that I'm dying. Don't feel guilty. Why would you feel guilty? Don't feel guilty. Goodness sake, honestly, it's not your fault. You don't sort of kind of... It's like people sort of worry, don't they? They sort of think that, um, you know, if, if you've got cancer, you must have done something to get it, and, and, it, and it just... You don't feel guilty about it. Please. She says, my coping mechanism is to live life at 100 miles an hour. That's what you have to do. You have to think logically. You have to think logically. I know it's not easy. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in that position. But, uh, you know, I've, I've been... I've been with people in that position. She says, I was grieving for the life I planned with Steve, her husband. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes life can be very unfair. Sometimes life can be very cruel. And sometimes fate deals you that uh, that bad hand and you can't believe why. There's no logical rhyme or reason. What you've got to do, you're quite right, you know, live life at 100 miles an hour. Just, Just push it. Do everything you want to do. Get as many things that you can have done, done. And uh, and then finally, you know, it'll be uh, we'll make it as comfortable as possible. But it's never easy, is it? I think it's never easy. Uh, eight for eight five zero. Steve at lbc.co.uk. British actress Tandy Newton complained yesterday that Vic Beckham had mistaken her for Zoe Saldana. Because apparently they look similar. But then Mrs Beckham's not the only one who might get confused by transatlantic twins, and they've got Rita Ora, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, Henry Cavill, Matt Bomer, uh, Atlanta D. Cadenet Taylor, whoever she is, uh, versus Rachel Bilson. Who's Atlanta D. Cadenet Taylor? What a pretentious sounding name. And an Old Spice. That's not Old Spice, Old Spice. 1810 curry menu came up for auction the other day from Britain's oldest Indian restaurant. Uh, the bill of fare includes more than 25 dishes. From uh, the Hindustami diner, 
and Hooker Smoking Club, which were opened by Dean Mahmood, former captain in the East London Company. Delights include chicken and lobster curries, pineapple uh, palo. I've never had that, actually. I don't know what that is. And a selection of breads, chutneys and juice. How much the menu go for? Just the menu. Eight and a half thousand quid for a menu. Could have written it the day before, couldn't you, really? <laughs> oh, look, another picture of... Uh, of uh, Harry and his uh, and his bride. This is their souvenir brochure. Do you think they've got the souvenir brochure? Do you think they actually save things like that? I would like to think that they uh, that they did. Uh, Lord and Lady Heseltine, thirty six fountain, nine pools, and that's a water feature. They appear to have uh, a water feature. Can't believe he's still going. How old is he? Eighty five. Good Lord above, honestly. There's hope for all of us. Hope for all of us. Coming up now to quarter to seven. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 12 minutes to seven. What a night. If you've just woken up, actually, you've missed all the thunder and lightning and hailstones, the size of golf balls and telephone boxes and stuff like that, and localised flooding. That was my favourite expression driving in. I said, I must use the expression localised flooding because it, it's terrible. And it's all due to councils being economical with their money. They don't mind putting in a set of traffic lights or another zebra crossing. But, uh, or in our case, round our way, phone boxes. We've got more phone boxes for disabled people. They're, they're put at the right height. Well, everybody's got mobile phones now. I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't have a mobile phone. Unless you're really... And you can pick them up so cheap. You can do pay-as-you-go, do all sorts of things. Front pages of the uh, papers. Uh, the Sunday Mirror. Harry and Meghan plan Oz holiday. I suspect life is one long holiday for younger members of the royal family. The Parachute Wife's story. I still can't believe my husband tried to kill me. My humiliation and why I want a prison showdown. And that uh, 4,000 foot plunge as the equipment failed. It's quite horrendous. Uh, The Mail on Sunday, free inside your glorious royal wedding poster. I mean, by now, if you haven't got one, I mean, what do you do with it? Have you got it picks up with, fixed up with sort of blue tack or something like that? I don't know. (laughs) Not sure. I do have it framed or something like that. I don't know what people would do with it. It's not like it's going to be worth money in years to come, although they've got a book. Uh, Harry and Meghan, worth £40, a book here. Just pay the postage of £9.90. <laughs> Sounds to me like you bought the book, doesn't it, at £9.90. I've never heard of postage of £9.90. Uh, Rhys Mogg moves in on number 10. Brexiteer buys £5 million. Former Tory headquarters just yards from PM. Skydive wife, why I still can't accept my husband tried to murder me. Front page of the uh, of the people this morning. Corrie's Kim, wed night fright. Why don't they just get on with it, learn their lines and just get on with it? Stop trying to analyse everything. Uh, Simon Cowell, give Abby the gift of life. He backs the campaign to find a kidney donor for the teen. Uh, Also, your brilliant crime pullout, which is the world's most wanted. It's people who we've we've found and uh, moaned down. Uh, The Sun this morning. Uh, Jamal, just 12 years old, my £50,000 drug run on the motorway. Duchess had guests in tears with love poem. This is Meghan Markle, who had wedding reception guests in tears as she read an emotional poem she wrote about her intense love for Harry. I mean, you know, nobody could deny it was a great day. I don't think anybody... Did anybody actually say that it wasn't a nice day? I was saying what a good day it was all the way through. The crowds were out... People loved it. People were very happy. People smiled. You know, people got drinks and everything. And just, just entered into the spirit of it. It didn't matter whether you liked them or not, or you didn't like them. It didn't, didn't make any difference. Nothing was going to spoil their ideal day out. The Queen looked happy. 
the, the, the bishop from America went on way too long, way too long. But the rest of it was lovely. The rest of it was absolutely lovely. We just all felt sorry for Meghan's mother, didn't we? Sitting there all by herself because the rest of the family weren't invited. What a horrible family they must be. Uh, Secrets of the Royal Wedding, the inside story to the event of the year, comes courtesy of the Express this morning with a 12-page pullout. <laughs> There's no end to it, isn't there? Here we go, you know, a week and a bit later and still going on about it. How we won the wedding. The general in charge of Harry and Meghan's big day says it was more nerve-wracking than any army campaign. This is Major General Benjamin Bathurst, who commands the household division, was responsible for ensuring hundreds of soldiers, sailors and air personnel who marked the Duke and Duchess of Sussex's big day kept to their precise and challenging timetable. That's the thing about those, and that's why we've said all the time to the point of boredom i think on on repetition is that we do these sort of pageants very well give us a wedding give us a funeral give us marching bands give us soldiers and it will be the nearest thing to perfection and it will be timed to the second everything on that day was worked out in advance they knew exactly how long it was going to take to do certain things that's why when she came to the long walk in the uh, in the rolls having been picked up from cliveton it belted down there. I spoke to somebody who was actually down there and went, it hurtled past us. And I said, we know why. They were running late. You know, if they pootled down to wave, 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 they'd never have got there. People of Beringham might have been sitting there for two hours waiting for this service to begin. Goodness sake, we didn't even wait that long for Dale's funeral. Uh, the Sunday Express have also got Gareth Bale breaks Liverpool's hearts. Biggest schools revolution in 70 years. This is new T.O.T. level. But we don't know what they are, do we? We haven't quite worked out, between Rosie and I, T-level qualifications. We've got no... I don't even know what it is. I thought it was something to do with a cup of tea, but uh, it might not be. But uh, they say here, the biggest shake-up to technical education in 70 years. The new courses in construction and digital skills will be on a par with more academic A-levels. So you have been told. Now you know what it is. But we didn't know what it was. Never heard... I'm so glad I'm not going to school. So glad. I can't think... I mean, I was dreadful at school anyway. I didn't uh, didn't concentrate. I was, I was daydreaming. I spent most of the time staring out the window. In fact, I think one of the things actually said, Stephen spends a lot of time looking out the window. But actually, if I look back on it, it didn't serve me too badly. Hang on to this job. It's all right. Uh, on the front page of the Sunday Telegraph, it's uh, a picture of celebrations at Dublin Castle as supporters of the Yes campaign reacted to their striking victory. And uh, it was... It was almost twice, 66 versus 30-something. So uh, people are very happy with that. And uh, Bryony Gordon says, It's taken me 25 years to stop loathing my body. I don't think anybody... even You ask models, even models, you would think would go, Oh, yes, I think I'm perfect. They'll always tell you, No, my nose is too crooked, my knees are bad, I've got this, my legs are not great. People always complain about it. Even people who model for a living will never be never be satisfied. Never, ever be satisfied in a million years. Gove plans new wave of national parks. A new generation of national parks. Is this part of the, the Green Revolution? Where are they going to put them? Where are they going to put them? We haven't got any room around here, have we, in Leicester Square? Unless you got rid of the fountain in the middle and we just sort of put grass there. But unfortunately, in the summer, even though there's big signs on it, obviously for the illiterate, people who can't read... Perhaps we'll have to do it in Braille or something. I don't know. It says, do not sit on the grass. And people do leave all their rubbish. They have an inability, people in London, and probably elsewhere too, to pick up rubbish. When they've finished eating something, throw it in the bin. Pick it up, throw it in the bin. Pick it up, throw it in the bin. I don't know what it is about, let's just leave it here for somebody else to pick up. 
ridiculous, isn't it? Even around my way, even by the bus stops, people just leave stuff on the ground. Pick it up, put it in the bin. Uh, the Observer magazine today, Jane Fonda. That can't be Jane Fonda, is it really? At eight, I mean, there's a picture of her on the front page of the paper. She's 80. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's just, I mean, is she airbrushed? She, she looks younger than Rosie. I mean, I hate to tell you this, but she does. I mean, well, she doesn't look younger than you. It's just, you look at her and you go, are you sure she's 80? How is it? What is she taking? What is she taking? Looks absolutely amazing. Must be airbrushed. <laughs> he says, being particularly cruel about the whole thing. Uh, May blocking bid to stem acute shortage of fruit pickers, if you believe that. Philip Roth remembered by Howard Jacobson and uh, a few others as well. Mark Commode and critics picked the hottest tickets in the new review. Perhaps Mark is, is comforting his friend Simon at the moment, who's very unhappy. Not a happy bunny at all, but I'm sure that Mark Commode can do something about it. Also, the young and old city and country Ireland unites to end the abortion ban. Two-thirds back the repeal of restrictions. North in the spotlight as the Irish PM hails the result. So that's, uh, that's good news for everybody there. And finally, the Sunday Times, Royal Party Secrets, how James Corden brought the house down and Harry's best mate, Harry's best mate made ginger jokes. I mean, they do have a sense of humour. We have seen them laughing. It's not, you know, it's not like they don't laugh. And James Corden, just a star, just an absolute star. Uh, the Drug Barons, front page of the Sunday Times, walking free. Police hiding evidence. Two drug traffickers have walked free from court after police and prosecutors deliberately withheld evidence. Good Lord. In a highly unusual move, the judge put the prosecution barrister on the witness stand to explain himself. He fainted and had to be helped by a Sunday Times reporter. Very odd case. You can read more about that today. Uh, also, he's no ginger prince. He's a strawberry blonde. All ginger people who don't like being ginger, and I can't imagine why you wouldn't like being ginger, go, I'm actually strawberry blonde. No, you're not. You're ginger. If you're red... You're red-headed. If you're ginger, you're ginger. Harry is ginger. He's not strawberry blonde at all. That would be silly. That would be denying your heritage. He's ginger. You can see it quite clearly. You're ginger. Never strawberry... Although I don't, I've got a friend of mine and he's... He's ginger, but he calls himself strawberry blonde. And he won't have it any other way. He just refuses to accept the fact that he's... Uh, that it, that he's, he's not strawberry blonde. He said, I am strawberry blonde. And I don't know if you can do anything about things like that. It's a bit difficult. Isn't it? If somebody want, wants to believe it, they want to believe it. And you can't sort of change anything. So there you go. So um, I think we actually managed to cover most of the stories today. The drug barons were just uh, finally, uh, finally ended with. The roadside flooding, you've got to be careful, especially out of town. Some roads might be impassable in certain parts of the country. The Ed Sheeran stories in most papers today, solving the ban on resold seats. If you bought from a tout, you go to an Ed Sheeran concert, you'll have to buy the seat again. because uh, And he's not, you know, it doesn't make any difference to him. You know, he's trying to cut out touting. Ronnie O'Sullivan has uh, discovered the gym, apparently now, a little bit late in life. The Kiwis are heading for Loch Ness. They don't think they're going to find the Loch Ness monster, quite clearly. Uh, Weinstein, Harvey, dubbed the cult leader of Hollywood. Salisbury's back open for business. Have you not been? Go. Go. It's, it's open Monday through Saturday. They'd love to see you down there. It's, uh, it's good. And if you want to meet the Time Lords, 230 quid will get you a mug, a picture and an autograph. And there are people nicking avocados. It's the new luxury food that people want. 
So as opposed to paying for it, they nick it. A little bit embarrassing. Thank you for your company this morning. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. Bank Holiday Monday. Make sure you download the LBC app. As well as listening to LBC, wherever you are, you can listen back to this and all of our other programmes from the last week for free on our catch-up feature. And you will want to do it. Download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on catch-up. It's as simple as that. I'm back at nine o'clock this evening for In Conversation. Among the guests, Gok Wan will be with me at nine tonight. At ten, Nigel Farage. But right now, with breakfast, it's Tom Swarbrick. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5am. 